this week's episode of the Starting Eleven podcast, we talk about Canada getting off to a flying start in the Gold Cup, the upcoming Canadian Championship, and whether or not the criticism of the US women's national team is warranted. All that and more coming up right here on the Starting Eleven podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Starting Eleven podcast. This week we're going to talk about a few things that have to do with national pride. Uh, we're going to talk about the Gold Cup, the Women's World Cup, uh, a little bit of Canadian Championship, and uh, a little bit of controversy too that might have happened at the Women's World Cup. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am joined by Justin Boro. What's going on, buddy? Happy Sunday. Happy Father's Day to everybody that's out there listening. Yeah, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And uh, also joined by Chengiz Khan. Support local football. I don't, I don't yes. have a fake fact, so I'm going to do what you're doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least somebody did it. Um, quickly like to throw out a shout out to the Toronto Raptors there. Yes. Winning the NBA championship for the first time in their franchise history. They, scored, they scored a lot of goals. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did. They did. 114. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was, uh, it was amazing. I don't know what you guys were doing for the game, but, um, I was at my restaurant and, uh, it was packed. It was really good. Um, everyone was having a lot of fun. Everyone was really into the game. So I had a great time. So as someone who thankfully and also unfortunately lives in Toronto, um, there was no space at all anywhere ever, uh, starting at around five in the afternoon. So I went to I went to a bar to go see it, and then I just couldn't get in. And I went to three, four different bars around my neighborhood, n- nothing doing. And it wasn't even like, I couldn't even go to the middle of downtown or anything because it was just all just completely packed. So I stayed at home put on a stream, made some popcorn, had a great time. <laughs> yeah, and it was, uh, I saw some videos after of like Dundas Square where it was just absolutely jammed with people and they flew like a drone over it. Uh, and I kind of really wish I was down there. I mean, living in the suburbs, that's one of the, uh, that's kind of one of the the downfalls, right? Is that you don't get to actually be sort of in the, the heart of the city where all the celebrations are happening. But uh, I live in Brampton and uh which is just outside of toronto and uh yeah my the streets outside of here were were buzzing there was people blowing vuvuzelas and honking horns and it sounded like a real party even here so it was nice to kind of see not just the city come together but like kind of like the entire country come together and Mm. uh and celebrate this uh, momentous occasion and something i also quite liked is that there wasn't a whole lot of cynicism online about it which, uh, you know, you'd kind of expect from Toronto because everyone's miserable here. But, you know, just it's nice that everybody was just, yes, go Raptors. Well, yeah, it kind of brought the whole city together, which was the weird part. You know, I don't think I've ever seen everyone happy for for one thing at the same yeah, time. It was just <laughs> nice to see. Yeah, like it, it was nice to kind of just see. uh everybody come together you know regardless of uh, i feel like because with other sports like there are other teams in canada uh so like you know it's kind of like sort of a little bit more confined to the city whereas this was sort of like truly across the country but not even across the country it was like across uh both canada and the u.s because other than california all the other states were also sort of cheering for the raptors and i'm not sure if you guys saw but uh, alexis on fire which is a uh, a punk band from um st Catharines, ontario was playing a concert 
concert in New York, and when they left the stage, uh, a giant chant of "Let's Go Raptors" broke out, uh, and they mm. came back for an encore. So that was kind of cool to see, like you know, uh, a city down south in the states, um, basically you know, cheering for the Raptors to bring this band back on stage. So it was just nice to kind of see that Toronto had so much support, and it was nice to kind of see our city get put on the map, like on an international level. You know, people yeah. were learning a lot about Toronto. They were learning a lot about our city and stuff because of this occasion. So that was that was really cool. We don't we don't get to tout our own horn very often, but now we do, and everyone's touting it with us, which feels really good. Um, <laughs> but you know what? It's it's not great because yet another team in red's going to be insufferable. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> this this is the big thing. Okay, so whoosh, Peter. Every, <laughs> every team, every professional sports team in Toronto has won a championship. Well. It, in the last, well, yeah, but in the last 50 years, other than, Justin, you want to fill me in on who hasn't won since 1967? Ah, the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> he says with a pout yeah. on his face. <laughs> you got to think, like, we're, we're the mecca for, for hockey, right? Mm-hmm. So this is where all the hockey media comes from, everything. And the fact that we can't get past the Boston Bruins every single year. Bogey team. It happens. Yeah, honestly, it's exactly what it is. Um, but yes, enough about other Toronto sports because, wait, no, I have a I have a bone to pick with okay. media. Okay, you know so what grinds say, my gears? Yeah, really <laughs> grinds my gears. So they said that this is the first major sports championship since 1993. Wow, this is the first parade Toronto's going to have since 1993. That's inaccurate. To which I say. Baha, Toronto <laughs> FC won two years ago and yeah, but had a parade. Yeah, but you see, soccer's for kids, so therefore it doesn't count. I, I just don't like this idea of saying that Toronto FC is not considered to be a major league sports team, seeing as they play in major league soccer. Like, they, they, they literally it's, play in a major league. It's yeah, a professional but, league. But when has sports media ever been informed by anything other than pure emotion? I under I understand that, but I mean Toronto FC on a bad night, you know, gets out upwards of twenty twenty two thousand people to the to a game, um, and so I feel like when you think about it, um, you know, a sold out Leafs game is only nineteen thousand, mm. and so I feel like when you, I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm not trying to say that the the TFC has a bigger fall in the Leafs because that's just not true but what i'm trying to say is that it's not like you know the argos where you're getting out maybe a couple couple thousand if you're lucky um i'm talking about a team here that is consistently pulling in you know 20 between 20 and 28,000 people per game um not to mention you know the vast majority that are watching at home on tv uh, or at bars so I, I just feel like it's sort of unfair to to say that that their championship in 2017 doesn't count as one of the major toronto sports team and they're owned by mlse which owns all of the other major Toronto sports teams, yeah, it's, minus it's, the Blue Jays. It's not really, in my opinion, worth getting worked up about because it's just idiots. Like the majority of the Raptors fans, unfortunately, are bandwagoners, as is tradition with Toronto sports. I mean, we had our fair share of bandwagoners turn out for our, you know, cup run and and subsequent win. So, t- c'est la vie. Um, people <laughs> going to be <laughs> people going to be idiots about it, and we're going to be here laughing at the idiots because we're smarter than them. Amen to that. Yeah, so, I, Peter, I what's on the docket, it. man? 
All right, so uh, let's start with Women's World Cup. Did you guys have a chance to watch the Canada game yesterday against New Zealand? Did not. I, I saw bits and pieces of it. I was not able to watch the whole game, but I did see enough to chat with you about it. Perfect. Well, I was able to watch the first half, and I caught the highlights of, well, I caught the goals of the second half. Um, I got to say, first half, they, they kind of came out a little bit slow. Um, it was almost like, I know New Zealand was playing very, very defensively, and as they should. Um, they're, they're not a very attacking team, so defending is really their, their uh, prowess. Um, but it really did take a long time for Canada to break down the New Zealand defense, um, and obviously they didn't till the second half when Jesse Fleming scored. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it's kind of frustrating. So I don't know if you guys saw this in the highlights, but it was kind of frustrating for me. Mm. And I, I was watching the first half with my parents, and my parents are big women's soccer fans. Um, obviously, my sister played high level, so um, they're really, uh, they're really invested into the women's game. Yeah. Um, and they found it kind of frustrating watching Christine Sinclair um, because it What's seems that? like the the whole team is trying to feed Christine Sinclair so that she can score those three goals she needs to pass Juan back. Um, so, I mean, th- there are other capable girls on the team that are capable of scoring, but it seems like they're trying to to push the, the ball to Sinclair all the time, which is fine. It's fine. Cool. Do that. But at the same time, you know, you, you've, you've got some other attacking options that you could use or that um, Heine Muller could use uh, that I, I think probably aren't being used very effectively. Um, from seeing the highlights, did you guys have any reaction to how the game was played or how New Zealand defended, anything like that? I think that New Zealand, um, they did do a good job in sort of keeping Canada at bay, at least for the first half. Um, and I think it took Canada a little bit of time to sort of figure out how um, New Zealand were going to play. I, I feel like it was very much they were trying to play the counterattack. They knew that they didn't have the offensive power to um, to sort of take it to Canada. Um, but uh, I think for the most part, um, what really sort of impressed me was just um, Canada's composure and um, just the ability that they had to sort of um, take their time. They, they didn't seem like they were getting flustered or, or rushing anything. Um, I, I thought their passing was great. Um, and, and they sort of just kept control of the game and, and they sort of just slowly began to break New Zealand down. And, and, and once they kind of broke through with that first goal, uh, New Zealand had no choice but to kind of open themselves up a little bit more. And I think that that kind of worked to Canada's advantage. Uh, and I, I, I really liked, um, I just really liked the, um, the, the composure that the team showed. And I think that that just kind of goes to show that this team has the ability to make it far in this tournament. Definitely. I mean, with with that win, they've already qualified for the last sixteen. Um, so that's that's awesome for for women's soccer in this mm. country. Um, you know, obviously they didn't have the strongest group playing against New Zealand and Cameroon, but Cameroon, you know, Cameroon came out and scored a goal against the Netherlands, which are uh, which is one of the best teams in the in the uh, in the tournament. Um, but I mean, Nichelle Prince. I don't know what it was about her in the first half, but she seemed lost in the first half. Uh, second half, she started to turn it on. She actually got her goal in the second half, and she assisted on the Jesse Fleming goal. Um, Chengiz, what did you think about um, the women or the women's game in general? 
it's it's always it's always good to see the game get some get some recognition it's it's unfortunate that the women's game only has sort of the women's world cup where everyone kind of pays attention for a bit and then it kind of dies down again which is which is kind of not fair because watching the women's game it's a very different game from the men's game yeah it's a little slower it's perhaps a little less technical just because of differences in physicality and whatnot but it's still its own entertaining thing like the the women have a lower center of gravity naturally so they are a lot more agile it's just generally just watching a different game almost entirely it is a little comical that they haven't you know perhaps made the pitches a bit smaller and the goalposts a little bit smaller because <laughs> half of the goals that go in shouldn't be going in, right? Um, but there's a, but one of the great things I like about the Women's World Cup is just the, because it's in the spotlight, it gets discussed more. And things that do get discussed more is things like the inequalities between the teams. You know, um, there's, there's been a lot said about women not being paid more than men. But it also just goes to show that, you know, with, with for example, USA beating Thailand 13-0 the other day, that it's just not developed in some parts of the world. You need to have a standard that everyone adheres, aspires to. It's a bit perverse that you have this huge global tournament that draws in literally millions of viewers. And I think it's about 1.2, 1.3 million tickets being sold already. Like, this is a big event. And yet... Everybody competing is not at that same kind of level. There's no similar expectations. They don't all have an FA that is behind them. I think the Thai team, uh, as highlighted by the Toronto Star article recently, was saying that they're all funded by an insurance broker and they're all paid sort of just like a a living wage to represent (laughs) a national team, which is obscene. That's 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 weird and and not right at all. But then people are arguing, you know, economies of scale, economies of, of viewership, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's not the point. The point is that everybody should be paid equally. Everybody should, you know, if you're going to be an athlete for a national team, you should be paid like an athlete of a national team. But other than that, like you're focusing purely on the football, and that's what most people will do. I think it's it's fantastic that it's around, and we should watch more women's football. So on the sort of on the topic of equality and inequality. Hmm. So with that 13-0 win, how did you guys feel about the way that the US team celebrated their goals or sort of I guess the way the way I would put it is rub salt in the wound of the Thai yeah. players. So it it was it was disrespectful and I know that you know there's a lot of people saying that it's only being said like that because it's the women's team and that's not true and we talked about this before we turned the mics on and we said that if it was the men's team we'd have the same reaction and I understand that you know some of the um some of the the U.S. women's players came out and said, "Look, it's the World Cup. You know, it's the the biggest stage in the world. Uh, and when we score a goal, we're going to celebrate." And I and I understand that. Um, but you're not, not only are you guys one of the best teams in the world. Uh, you guys are the defending World Cup champions. Um, you guys go out and beat a team like Thailand, which let's be honest, is an underdeveloped team, like Chengiz was saying. And you guys beat them 13-0. And you're running across the sidelines and celebrating uh, like your 13th goal, like you just won the World Cup. Uh, I think that it's a little bit um, disrespectful. I think that it's, it shows um, no humility. Uh, and I think that regardless of the stage that it's on, I think that regardless of um, the, the scoreline, like you have to sort of be... Uh, 
conscious of the fact of a who you're playing, um, b what the scoreline is. Uh, and I think you just you you need to understand exactly who you are. I mean, you are one of the best teams in the world. Uh, so I, I just I personally found it to be a little bit disrespectful. Uh, I would say if you guys want to see an example and a lesson in humility, go watch the Mexico-Cuba game from last night in the Gold Cup uh, to see how you can win by a large margin and do it gracefully. So my take on this is that I, I fundamentally agree with Justin, given the context of everything. But my issue is more with the larger discussion at hand about this controversy. Like, who the fuck cares? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a stupid thing to be talking about. Let them celebrate. They're, if anything, if anything, this is going to go against what you said here, Justin. But they they care. Mm-hmm. They care. And it doesn't matter if it's Thailand or Real Madrid. Like, celebrate your goals. Like, who cares? Like, I... I the fact that this is a discussion point, it does like the the. It's very tempting to scream sexism, sure, but you you make a good point, Justin. If Real Madrid was beating, I don't know, uh, Manchester United, <laughs> sorry, I have to go there. Uh, <laughs> two middle fingers coming up as well. Um, if Real Madrid were, were beating, like I don't know, Accrington Stanley, like thirteen nil, and they were celebrating every goal, that's that's a big deal. But at the same time, these women don't get the spotlight. They don't, they're not in front of TV often, and they don't get to play for their country on a big stage like this as often as the men do. So relish the chance, have fun. Um, may, sure, maybe show some respect after maybe 6 other nil. but um, there's, there's nothing wrong with people wanting to be happy about what they've done to achieve what they have. And I'm, and I just want to make make it clear. I'm not saying that you can't celebrate. You know, you score 13 goals. That's a big deal. You just broke a record. Celebrate for sure. I think for me, it was just sort of the, um, it was almost the over celebration that kind of just irked me a little bit. Like you know, flooding the sidelines and and everybody sort of doggy piling. It's like guys, it's it's 13 nil at this point. Mm-hmm. Like you know, go over, hug your teammates. Nice goal. Line, you know, go back to the center circle for kickoff and, and like, let's keep going. Like, I feel like at that point, it just sort of was like a little bit too much. Um, but I'm not saying, you know, don't be happy, don't celebrate. I agree with you that, you know, you're on the biggest stage in the world. And yeah, they don't get the attention that the men do. They don't get to play as much as the men do. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's a huge deal. And, and I, I respect that. And I respect people that celebrate goals for sure. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like it was the over celebration at that late stage in the game that kind of for me was like, all right, guys, like, let's simmer down now. Um, but that's just my opinion. What about you, Peter? What did you think, man? So I uh, I think that certain parts of it were over celebration. I have no problem with you giving high fives and sort of saying like good goal for the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th goal. But Megan Rapino scored the ninth goal to make it 9-0 against a team of, let's be honest, they're they're amateurs. They're not professional players. Um, they're they're not they, they're FIFA, not meant FIFA to be beginner, there. FIFA beginner difficulty. Well, exactly. the The only reason they were there is because North Korea is banned. Like, let's be real. <laughs> That's the only reason. North Korea is a better team. Um, Megan Rapino scored the ninth goal. Ran over to her bench while she was still on the field and did some stupid leg kicking celebration while she was on the ground, like. You scored 40-something goals for your national team. You're scoring against Thailand in a 9-0 at that point. Do you really need to do that? 
I mean, again, who cares? But I mean, it's 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 the it's the compassion that you're showing for the other squad. No, because fuck it's that. It's sport. It's sport. <laughs> fuck. Like it's there's I know, no but compassion at the same on the time, field. The, these but, the other girls, it, it might be their dream to play in a game, and now you're embarrassing them. I know. Okay. I know okay, they're no, not I a good team. No, I don't. They're not a good I, team. Yeah. But they're, they're being embarrassed. Their fa- their family, their friends, everything. They're watching these that's, games. That's not on them though. That's not the Thai women's fault. That's the Thai FA's fault. Like, good, embarrass the Thai FA so they can actually put out a decent team next time. But they're just not going to send a team? <laughs> I, I mean... I, I, I do... I disagree with you, Chengiz, because I see what you're saying when you say it's sport, but part of sport is also sportsmanship. Uh, and I feel like that's something that kind of gets lost in the, in the fact that there, there has to still be a, a mutual respect on both sides. Uh, like, I mean, there's unwritten rules in... in in games, like I mean, in sports in general, uh, any sport you look at, there's just there's sort of unwritten rules that you follow in regards to sportsmanship and respect. Uh, and I, I just feel like, um, I mean, let's let's quickly just turn this on its head and say this was this was hockey, okay? Mm. And let's say that that the Boston Bruins are beating the St. Louis Blues 13 13 nothing, and they go and they have a huge celebration on their bench. You're telling me that either the next puck drop or at that moment, there's not going to be a fight. There's not going to be a, a big because it's just it, it goes against sort of the unwritten rules of the game of, of the sportsmanship. And so like I, as much as I agree with you, yeah, it's sports. It does matter because like Peter said, not only is it embarrassing and yeah, you're right. It, it, it just goes to say that the, the tie FA has to put more money and more um, resources into their their team. But there also sort of needs to be that mutual respect between teams uh, and, and just sort of between players. And, and I feel like when you break that sportsmanship, which I think, like Peter was saying, you know, um, Megan Repion uh, did, um, I, I just, for me, it irks me because I feel like it kind of just goes against those unwritten rules that as athletes, you know, we all play sports, guys. We know that you just kind of, you just kind of follow. And that's just my, that's just my opinion on it. Look, there was def- I'm not going to deny there was an element of sore winning uh, by the US team and that's fine. But again, like it, it's, it's, it, it kind of, this whole conversation kind of makes me a little irked because we're talking more about this than the fact that they won 13-0. You know, why aren't we talking about the fact they broke records? Why aren't we talking about the fact that this is the best, probably the best national team we've ever seen in our lives? You know, like the, just yeah. because of this, because of the stupid fucking thing that has literally no substance to it, just because of unwritten rule here and there, and <laughs> oh, my feelings for the Thai team who might have dreams too. Like, come on, guys. Like, let's talk about football. Let's not talk about how somebody had this muscle spasm while celebrating. Like, well, I, I think there has to be a, a small asterisk beside this win. Based on the fact that the goalkeeper legitimately just stopped trying to save the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the 10th to 13th goal. So, I mean, at that point, you know, you, you put something on net and it's going to go in. So, I'm surprised they didn't win Dude. by more. Um, but we don't the- want to beat a dead horse because the U.S. already did that. Um, oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let's, <laughs> let's move and on. And Peter is now banned entirely. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's move on to the Gold Cup. Uh, so Canada started uh, started their Gold Cup qual or not qualifying their their first <laughs> group game <laughs> against Martinique. Uh, who again? Let's make sure that we're not celebrating against Martinique because people might say stuff. Um, but we only beat them for nothing. Um, mm-hmm. So you had two goals by Jonathan David, a goal by Scott Arfield, um, and also a goal by Junior Hoylett. Uh, who has somehow 
emerged from the depths and the shadows to remind us that yes, he's alive. Yeah. And he's Canadian. <laughs> and he's <Yes>. Canadian. <laughs> uh, I mean, and he's a Brampton kid. He's a nice Brampton yep. boy. Um, Brampton! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, let, let's be real. They played Martinique. They should have won 4 0. They probably should have won by more. Um, the people we expected to score scored. Scott Arfield has been on fire for Rangers this season. So um, mm. obviously, he's just continuing his form. Uh, into the national team, which is great. Hoylet had a, a bit of a weird season, but good to see him scoring. And Jonathan David. I think I read an article. Um, somebody had, <laughs> had said uh, that he was going to you know, score a brace and that he was going to sort of be a, a turning point for this match. I'm trying to think of who wrote it. Do you know? Do you guys remember? The article yeah, I, read? I, I, I don't. I don't th- it doesn't ring a bell. I think no. it's on some website called xipodcast.com or something oh, like that. Oh, that's that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's one. Right. Yeah, remember? <laughs> yeah, just so everyone knows. I called yeah, it. I like them. I, I, <laughs> Pe- yeah, Peter I like called the, it. I like them better when they covered English stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. They're kind of lame now. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we, we called this before the, before the tournament started, that Jonathan David was going to be the breakout star of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's a name that maybe a lot of people don't really know that well. Um, but I mean, he scored four and four for Canada coming into the tournament. Now he is six and five. Uh, so, I mean, it's a pretty good goal scoring record considering who they've been playing um, for a for a player who plays for, for Ghent in the uh, in the Belgian league. So not too bad. I don't know what you guys know about Jonathan David, but. I mean, I was pretty high on him coming into the tournament. Obviously, you said you said Belgian league, right? Yeah. Welcome to Toronto FC, twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't afford him. He's only nineteen, and we couldn't after afford the way, him, and he's only nineteen. Yeah, the way he's been playing, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a Euro- European to, uh, club. Right, one hundred twenty mil. We'll see. Anyways, did you guys watch the game or? Saw the highlights. Highlights. And, uh, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It's kind of watching Thailand versus U.S. all over again, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's. It's nice to see Canada actually scoring, because we've had our issues with that. Yeah, I think uh, if you look at the current uh, iteration of the squad, man, lots of uh, lots of attacking lots of- power there. Yes, very like we've got Kyle in, we've got Alfonso Davies, Osorio, the best forward ever to walk the <laughs> face of the earth. Um, no, no, generally the squad the squad's a lot more talented than it than it has been in recent seasons. Um, just there's it seems to be a little bit more balanced. I'm not quite sure about the defense, but I mean, if Toronto FC is any indication, Canada doesn't do defense, so that, there's no there's no problem there. But yeah, no, this is this looks like a good squad. I'm not sure how far they're going to go. Um, you know, we're only going to be really tested against Mexico in this group. Cuba losing seven nil to Mexico says to me they're not really a contender. Uh, Martinique, I mean, we blew them away. But the game against Mexico is really going to show us where Canada stands uh, as a team in this competition. I suspect they could be quite good, but then you've got teams like uh, Costa Rica, you've got El Salvador that could be a surprise package, and even hell, even USA, I'm going to say, even the meme dream team USA. I mean, they they still have to be considered favorites for this whole thing, but promising signs after one game. Yep. How about you, Justin? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Canada has uh, a lot of a lot more attacking power now than, than we used to in, in years past. Um, one of the shout out players I want to talk about as well is like Atiba Hutchinson, who I think is um, one of Canada. I mean, he's Canada's longest uh, serving team member, and he's also uh, I think our best center back. And he's um, also from Besiktas. Brampton. Brampton. Oh. Same with Jonathan Azario. <laughs> Same with yeah, man. It's 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 a Brampton team. I'm telling you. It is six of twenty three <laughs> players player from Brampton. What's in the water? I'll take it. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. We got we got basketball stars. Tristan Thompson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna slide that underneath there. Uh, Rick Nash from the NHL. Tyler Sagan. Well, I mean, hockey's different. I know, but I'm just saying, Bram- Brampton. <laughs> Be down, <laughs> represent. Uh, anyways, yeah, no, um, I think that, uh, I mean, like I said, it was against Martinique, uh, so I, I don't think it's anything to really uh, toot your horn over. Uh, I think that Mexico no, is really. going to be much more That's... of a challenge and a, a much more um, a difficult contest. So, yeah, and I mean, like, I think Canada has the player power um, to make it far in this tournament. I'm expecting a at least the quarterfinals. Uh, I'm hoping at least the semis. Uh, I, nah, I Defensively, I, I don't think that we are the strongest, but I think that with, you know, Jonathan David up front, Alfonso Davies, and, yeah, even Jonathan Osorio, I think that those three are really going to uh, play a huge role uh, in boosting Canada forward uh, because at the end of the day, it's about putting balls in the back of the net, and I feel like that's sort of what we're going to be able to do. And I think that with John Herdman now uh, at the reins. I think that's also going to be a huge um, factor in in Canada moving forward because we have a, a coach who knows the national team well. Uh, he came from the women's team. Uh, you know, he's taken them far. I feel like he's sort of been uh, been building this team now over the last couple of years. Uh, and I, I honestly think that this team now has what it takes um, to uh, go far in this tournament. And I, I dare I even say possibly win a gold cup. Yeah, this year. I wouldn't know about winning. I mean, we don't really know what this team's capable of. I th- I, you're right. He's definitely the right person there installed to be the head, considering that he has that experience with the women's team as well. So more than anything, I just want Canada to do themselves proud, whether it's quarter semis, a win would be lovely. Uh, not expecting it though, but the most important thing is we uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and uh, <laughs> win some hockey games. Grind in, grind in the yeah. corners. <laughs> uh, I think that Wednesday is going to be a big, uh, big measuring stick to see how Canada matches up against one of the favorites in the tournament in Mexico. Mexico. Um, Mexico. So we play Mexico uh, at. 10.30 Eastern mm. um, on Wednesday. So a little bit of a later game. But, uh, I mean, that's our biggest challenge in this group is is Mexico. So um, we'll see what happens there. But even if, even if we lose that, we'll still I think we'll still go through. Yeah, because, you know, all we have to do is beat Cuba and we're, we're automatically Which through. So, yeah. uh, I mean, realistically, quarterfinals, yeah, we should be in the quarterfinals. When you, when you really yeah. think about it. For sure. Yeah. I, and I want to give a shout out to Mexico because I was watching the game last night, Mexico-Cuba, and I just want to say that their fans know how to party. And uh, it, well, the it, they're Cuba so much fans? fun to watch. No, sorry, the Mexican okay. fans. Mexican, <laughs> like, Cuba have fans? <laughs> no, no, the Mexican fans know how to party, man. There was there were sombreros and, you know, there was just music and, and dancing. And from, from the moment they kick off to the, the time the game ended, it was just a massive party. So shout out to the Mexican fans for always Viva making it fun. They always make the World Cup fun to watch as well. Um, I mean, the way I broke it down was if Canada finishes second in their group, they will play Costa Rica. Um 
in the next mm. round. Which, I mean, Costa Rica is a good team, but they're also an aging team against a young Canadian squad. So it might actually be a good uh, a good matchup for Canada to play a team like Costa Rica in the next round. But time will tell. We might beat Mexico. You never know. So um, Never know. You do never know. So let's just look forward to Wednesday. Um, I don't even want to make a score prediction because I feel like I'm, I would jinx it. So... 13 nil. 13 nil. Canada. <laughs> 13 nil. Just rub salt in those uh rub salt yeah. in the wounds. And you'll see 13 goals but 13 goals by Junior Hoyle. Oh Hoyland. my god. And Josie, Josie Altador <laughs> will come on the field and celebrate with them and then injure himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got the six on a wave, man, I'm yeah. telling you. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> um all right, so let's move on from our Gold Cup Women's World Cup. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. I just thought of something. So three games in the group stage. Yeah. Quarters, semis, Finals, finals are game six. Wow, six and six, six and six. Gonna do it. It's our year. Yeah. Six games. <laughs> I mean, if you want to put it that way, sure. Yeah, Canada's gonna win the gold <laughs> cup. Yep, called it. Well, Chengiz has called it. Everyone heard it here first. Um, okay, let's quickly go over uh, Canadian Championship, which happened um, over the past couple weeks. Uh, I think it's very important that we talk about Canadian Championship because it does have uh, a little bit of history attached to it because now for the first time, Canadian Premier League teams are going to be up against USL and MLS squads in competitive Mm. matches. Uh, So we have uh, HFX Wanderers are going to be playing uh, Ottawa Fury, which are currently a USL team. There was a little bit of talk that the Fury might want to come into the CPL um, as opposed to the USL, which I think kind of makes sense. It does make sense. Having a Canadian team in a Canadian league. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Um, I think one to watch right now is York 9 versus Impact. So the Impact obviously doing pretty well in the Eastern Conference in the MLS right now. York 9 not doing that well. I mean, they just picked up their first league win, so shout out to Jimmy and Ryan. Um, it was Also a different class of, of team as well. It is. It is. Uh, if you've seen the uh, CPL matches at all, uh, York 9, very, I would say, diminutive midfield. Um mm. But I mean, a lot of pace. So, a bit scrappy, though you have to say in possession, uh, in passing, and in in final product as well. I mean, their their win, their first league win uh, the other day was was good, but it came off a deflected shot. So it doesn't necessarily fill me with confidence that York Nine are going to do anything against the impact. But you know, because it's the impact, I want them to <laughs> win so badly. <laughs> um, but if they can score one or even two or even just give Impact a good game and make them sweat a bit, it'll be a great adv- advertisement for the CPL. I think that this is going to be the round to watch because I think that, you know, CPL is going to have a point to prove. Uh, I think that you're going to see teams like York 9 and, and Cavalry really coming out with a bit of a chip on their shoulder. Uh, I think they're going to take it to both teams. Um, I honestly mm. don't see either of them. I mean, I, I think that out of the two matches, uh, the upset I see happening is Calvary beating Whitecaps because uh, I think yes. Vancouver's been very inconsistent this year, and I think that Calvary yes. has been steadily an amazing team in the CPL, and I, I think that that's going to be a, a much uh, better game. I honestly don't see York 9 getting past the impact. Um, 
But that being said, I think that they're both going to come out with uh, a chip on their shoulder. They're going to have a point to prove. Uh, and I think that you're going to see two um, very uh, competitive matches in, in both legs. Uh, and so I'm really kind of excited to watch this one to, to sort of see uh, where it takes us. I think the main thing is just keep them competitive. As long as all the matches are competitive, it legitimizes the Canadian Premier League. It legitimizes the skill level in the Canadian Premier League. And I think it will actually bring more viewership and more fandom to uh, the Canadian Premier League if they show well against these MLS squads and uh, the US USL squad in uh, Ottawa Fury. Um, but again, it's going to be really hard for them to to overcome the MLS squad. So realistically, well, I see... Sorry, Chengiz, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, I was just going to say, I imagine that these matchups must be huge for the players involved on the CPL side because for a lot of them, you know, this might be their first professional contract and then suddenly they're going up against an MLS team. This has got to be super motivating because f- to see the level that you want to be playing at, ideally, MLS, that would be the next step up from the CPL. To, to see that kind of level, you want to, for a lot of these players, there may very well be an audition for for some of these teams. But yeah. we also they also have to do the team proud too. They also have a represent. They also have a responsibility to represent the league they're in, to represent their team, to to come out flying. I think that yeah, like like Justin saying, if they don't go for it, if they don't come out like fighting for every tackle at least and doing the very basics right and movement and and trying to just make life difficult for the team as as the underdogs, then I'll be very disappointed. But I don't. Again, I don't see that. I, I don't see them not doing that. Well, if you look at a lot of the players in the Canadian Premier League, a lot of them were either on contract or in the academies of these MLS squads, um, and are now playing in the Canadian Premier League. So they're oh, almost okay. the um, forgotten or overlooked players from these MLS sure. squads. So I mean, it, it does sort of give them a little bit of motivation, let's say. Yeah to uh to show up well and uh try to sort of prove these mls squads wrong like no strolling you strolling up and strolling up into the club with your new girlfriend uh yeah yeah you could say that yeah <laughs> i mean your young new girlfriend yeah yes um i mean i don't want to as i said i don't want to do score predictions because i feel like those are they're two-legged they're up in the air um mm. so we, we're not going to do that um but we want to give a quick shout out to Forge uh, for qualifying for the CONCACAF League. Yes. Um, after winning their uh, their three-game qualifying oh, for that. Can we do a golf clap? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah we, could, we could do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think it's going to be great for, for the Canadian Premier League to have a team playing in an international uh, event like the CONCACAF League. Mm-hmm. So Forge is going to play uh, Antigua FC in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's just show well. That's all we have to really do is just show yeah. well. Um, the more it, the more that they can get involved, the more they can get into these competitions, the more exposure they get, the more the league gets exposed. Like it's just success breeds success, and and just for them to be there, yeah, it's great. We should celebrate that. But now they have to really work on not necessarily winning the damn thing but just doing themselves proud and doing their players proud and being able to hold their heads up high after it's all said and done 
I think it's the experience, right? So you're getting the experience of going to another country, playing in a in a Concacaf event, um, and it's 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 a different type of competition. Yes. Um, so you're used to playing in CPL squads or you know USL squads, things like that. Um, and then when you go and play in a Concacaf league game, now you're traveling to a different country. You're traveling to uh, you know, you know, somewhere that you may have never been before with completely different conditions, completely different standards than what you're used to. Uh, I think it's going to be a great learning experience for the Forge players. So congratulations to the and, Forge. And the staff too, because, I mean, let's be honest, we expect them to be outclassed in the CONCACAF. Um, yeah. Which is the sad reality. But yeah, I mean, they're a new franchise, so it's, it's fine. Um, and this will be first time in it. So hopefully the managerial staff can take note of what is what the other team's doing well. Not not just like what's what's going wrong with their team and why they can't compete, but also just look at what they're doing so well so that they can bring that experience back to the Canadian Premier League and hopefully go on to dominate. That's what but we're not, hoping. Not against, not against York 9 because those are our boys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're hoping that uh, it improves the overall quality of, uh, of yeah. Forge and then of, of the league, right? It has that kind of ripple effect. Yeah, um, obviously, if you want to be the best, you beat the best. Exactly. So, um, again, congratulations to Forge, and uh, we'll uh, we look forward to watching your game against Antigua. <laughs> I'm loving the golf. Dustin, you left me loving the golf. Clubs. You left me hanging. You left me hanging. What the <laughs> fuck? No, 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 not like that. It has to be quick and yeah. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Wait, that. You want know, the, the jazz clap? You guys want to do the, the, the jazz oh, yeah. clap? Snaps and applause. <laughs> What are we beatniks? I never understood. <coughs> I, I never understood the, the the yeah. I never understood because you never understood poetry or high culture. But you know what are we gonna do? Oh, <laughs> oh this man is fired. wearing a hoodie that says espresso in a Harry Potter font, and he's telling me about espresso patronum. <laughs> wow! And he's giving me lecture about high culture. Wh- this while man. he's drinking what what uh, some espresso? espresso out of in out a, of in, a Toronto mug. Wow. wow. Classy, I'm telling you. High, 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 high culture. <laughs> <laughs> very, very high Brampton culture indeed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, boys. Well, I mean, it, it was a very exciting international week um, for, for all the footy fans in Canada, um, as well as the basketball fans in Canada. So mm. um, let's, uh, let's leave off this episode with a little bit of a look forward, an optimism to the Gold Cup, to the Women's World Cup. Yes. Uh, you know, Canada ranked fifth in the world in the Women's World Cup, but 25 to 1 odds, a little bit of an outside odds. But, I mean, if you got five bucks, toss it on Canada, because you never know. You never know. Uh, you never know. Um, and then for the Gold Cup, I mean... Toss five on Mexico, because we do know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Canada, I think, is going to show well against them on Wednesday. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But anyways, it was uh, it was great talking to you, lads. Yes, likewise. About something and we both don't know anything about. It's great. Yeah, it's you, guys, you guys actually did really well. Yeah. Did we? Okay. Do, uh, do, where, where do we get our gold star? Right here. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll, send, I'll, send, <laughs> I'll send it in the chat. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, but yes, for... Justin Borrow. Thanks for having me, buddy. Once again, happy Father's Day to everybody that's out there celebrating. And uh, yeah, hope thanks again, man. And looking forward to talking to you guys again next week. 
and Chengiz Khan. Chengiz Khan, I'm Peter Robinson. Support local football. <laughs> and uh, yeah, pleasure as always. And for myself, Peter Robinson, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And uh, let's go Canada. <laughs> <laughs>